Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to a new decade and also a new season of Grassroots Radio. When I look at the political landscape and the economic landscape of the world, I really have a difficult time accepting that this is what life should be. We had so many concerns about education, technology, agriculture, Barbuda. If we can do that, we can walk on that path, we will find a lot of solutions, we'll find a lot of adventures, we'll find a lot of answers. We need to foster that entrepreneurial spirit. No judgment, no negativity, all good vibes and conversations. All this and more right here on Grassroots Radio. Welcome once again to Grassroots Radio. I'm your host, Yannick Bird. As we move into this brand new decade, it's a really good time to pause and reflect on the trajectory that we've been on over the past decade and how we want things to shift moving forwards. Yes, this is a good thing to do on an individual level, but we also need a collective level of reflection. The New Grassroots remains committed to holding the space for these important conversations and solutions to take shape and grow. Let's make 2020 the year that we step into our collective agency and our collective power to create the changes that we want to see in our tiny island home. So many of our most persistent problems seem to be caused by a failure of imagination, for which there's absolutely no excuse because there's no limit to the amount of imaginative and creative force that exists within Antigua and Barbuda. And I really think that the interviews we've been doing are absolute proof of that fact. So lock in for season two. Make sure that you are subscribed on Google, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This week, we are bringing you another bit of proof of the imaginative and creative power of Antigua's young people. Her name is Chenille Imhoff, and I'll let her tell you who she is. Hi, everybody. I am Chenille Imhoff. I'm 25 years old. I am a digital communications consultant. I specialize in graphic and web design as well as social media marketing management. The idea for PACT came about through me and my husband having so many kids, having to get them together to go to the supermarket. We're thinking, you know, we order online all the time. We just need to bring that convenience a bit closer to home. So that's where the whole idea for PACT came. Um, Right now I'm acting as founder and a bit, you know, head of strategy working along with a fantastic team in order to, you know, get this up and running by the end of 2019 going into 2020. That sounds really exciting. And that sounds like you have a lot of data management needs doing something like that. Who on your team, so I guess, how big is your team who's working on this beta um, project that you're about to launch? And who on the team is kind of responsible for managing the data, processing all of that and making sure that you guys have a workable plan going forward. All right, so our team is currently six strong. Uh, myself, you know, head of strategy, the communications, you know, marketing and the social media and all of that. Um, if there's a problem, I'm the one who needs to fix it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband is acting as our CTO, chief technical officer. He is the one with about 20 years of experience in, you know, computer science and technology and stuff like that. 
So if something goes wrong in that regard, he's the one who needs to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of logistics, we actually, we're proud to say that we have a Barbudan on our team in terms of logistics we're working with. A um, very good friend of mine, Rob Hunter. Um, there is uh, Elishaba Anselm. She's working in administration. Deanna Donis, she is working in customer service. And there's Dane Gonzalez, who's working along with us in terms of logistics as well. So we have a we have a pretty strong team, half of which are females under 30, which I think is a really a really yeah. great thing that we've managed to actually, you know, do. Yeah. Go women. In yes. And so how did you first enter this world of you know digital marketing, digital communications, web design? Where were you trained? You're quite young, but it also sounds like you're quite experienced in this world as well. So how right. did that start for you? I don't want to say desperation. That's probably what it is. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, straight out of state college, I went to work at a printing company. I okay. was just doing some sales and whatnot and whatnot. And, you know, I'd had, I had dabbled in a little bit of, you know, one or two things in Photoshop here and there because I have a background in traditional art. I, you know, draw and illustrate and stuff like that by hand and then paint and stuff like that. So I have a Is that one. part of what you studied in state college? Uh, actually, no. I did um, social sciences in okay. state college, law, sociology, all that stuff. That's that's another thing I have a passion for. Is you know, not politics per se, but more so community development. How I can you know volunteer to help and stuff like that. So that's kind of where why I did stuff like that because the art is something that came naturally to me. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so after State College, I started working at the print company, and then I eventually became the graphic designer for the print company. And I learned a lot from there. And then just going forward, I, I'm a person with, who's a bit obsessive. Once I get my hands on something, I'm like, okay, I can do this thing. I like this thing. What more can I do? So a lot of my stuff, I uh, self-taught. You know, go online. Google is free. Yep. <laughs> is my friend, my bestest friend in the whole wide world, as my three-year-old would say. So a lot of the stuff that I know is self-taught and learned through experience. Fantastic. I have a lot of respect for people who are self-taught and, you know, also just good, like really good at what they do. So I was looking at the Facebook page for Packed Grocery and did you do all of that graphic work? Everything that's kind of set up there, was that your work? Yes, it is. So the entire UI, um, user interface and the UX, the user experience were designed by me as well. I believe that things should be simple. If my, if my eight-year-old can't use it, then it's no good. Mm. It needs, things need to be as simple as possible that anybody whatsoever can actually maneuver and use. So a lot of a lot of thought and a lot of work went into the whole brand of Pat. The whole brand of it is we we want to be seen as not just your, you know, fly by night people who are just delivering two groceries here and there. We want to be the go-to. We want to when people hear Pat, they think, okay, convenience, affordability, 
all of that. So that's what I try to convey and simplicity as well. Mm-hmm. So that's what I try to convey in, you know, any of the graphic work or any of the, the marketing materials that you're going to see from us. Right. I think it's all really beautiful as well. Thank you so much. So from your experience and your interest in community development, is there an aspect of the work that you're doing with PAC that is also about community development and kind of giving people back more of that time and more choice into their life? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. When we... We won the road to GES, which is the Global Entrepreneurship Summit in Curacao recently in March. And one of the big sells was that in a part of my pitch, I just let people know that, listen, people spend countless hours driving to and from these places, inside of these places. And those are hours you could be using to do almost anything else. So not only are we trying to go for convenience and affordability, but we're trying to give people back the time to do things that they want to do and the things that they love. Okay, so I have some questions about being 25 years old and having five kids. <laughs> three um, of them are, only three of them are biologically mine, but okay. all, five, all five are mine still. Yes, for sure. How are you making that all work? I mean, five kids, that's a lot of, you know, different things, getting them ready for school, getting them, you know, just prepared, helping with homework, all that stuff. And then on top of that, being an entrepreneur and on this startup journey right now, how is this all, like, what is a typical day in your life or the last year really looking like? A typical day is trying not to pull these tracks out, to be honest. Um, (laughs) It is a bit much, uh, but we get, there's a lot of cooperation and support that goes on between my husband and I. Uh, he's extremely good with children, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he is, you know, the whole good cop, bad cop kind of thing. He's a good yeah. cop in the situation, you know, like, like when I'm staring daggers at them to put on their shoes, they'd be like, that, <laughs> but it, it, it works. Um, we have support from our families, of course. I have one particular sister who I can definitely count on. You know, when we used to have team meetings every week, I would take my kids to her house and they'd destroy it and it would be, <laughs> it would be fine. Just send them back and say, okay, see y'all next week. So in this, you know, this entire journey, it's just if you don't have that, you know, that level of support, a level of communication, that level of camaraderie, then it's really, really not going to happen. So support is important. You know, no man, no man is an island sometimes, you know. Yeah. Even my friends who've been there for me to listen to me moan and wail about all of my struggles, <laughs> you know, take some of that, you know, stress away. So having a good support system is extremely important. Hmm. what would be some of the particular struggles that you've been encountering um, around setting up PACT? Access to finance. Uh-huh. Access to finance in, in this, not even in this country, in this region is such a huge barrier for myself and for other entrepreneurs that I've met through some of the accelerators and, you know, programs that we've been in. Uh, I was fortunate to meet eight other entrepreneurs in Barbados earlier this year when we placed third in the Caribbean Tech Entrepreneurship Summit. 
and we all pretty much came to the consensus that you know getting that initial cash to start up is extremely difficult because it's five thousand dollars pretty much to incorporate a company here just to incorporate just to incorporate just to incorporate the company is five thousand dollars so is that five thousand dollars is that the fee for your lawyer plus the fee that's being charged yeah. by like intellectual intellectual property, property. yeah oh. that's to, and that's just to do that and then of course you're going to need to go to inland revenue you're going to need to do this you're going to need to do that so it's a lot of you know besides access to finance there a lot there's a lot of bureaucracy as well uh, things take a little bit long and of course you're coming into this you're pretty you know green to the scene and you don't know how these things work you could end up you know doing something wrong from the beginning and then dooming yourself to failure a little bit later because of you know lack of guidance and stuff mm -hmm. like that so okay just to back up a little bit when exactly did you like, I guess, how long have you been working on this idea of PAX? So when did you initially have the idea from like very conception of it to where you are now? How long of a time frame is that? Uh, conceptually, we had discussed it maybe four years ago. Just in passing, you're like, you know, you, we should do this thing. And then you're like, yeah, okay, sure. Thing never gets done. Uh, <laughs> Late last year, like like mid last year, like July last year, after I had my son, I was, you know, with him, I had a particularly difficult pregnancy and I was bedridden for quite a while before he was born. So during that time, I was like, wow, um, yeah, this not do. <laughs> so then in July, <laughs> after I was able to, you know, after I left my job and I was just at home, you were like, you know, that thing we talked about a few years ago, why don't we work on it? And that night, I sat down, I designed the logo, I bought the domain, and the rest is pretty much, the rest is pretty much history. It was just one night, we're like, we're gonna, are we gonna do it? We're like, yeah, okay, bet. And then we've been doing it ever since. Awesome. How did you find out about the, what was it, the Global Entrepreneur Summit? Yeah. In so, yeah. That was a funny story because that's not what we went to Curacao for. Okay. What we went to Curacao for was present your startup. It was a pitch competition put on by um, this group from the Netherlands and they were doing it in Curacao. I happened to just see it online looking for like funding opportunities and grants and stuff like that. And I decided, hey, what the hey, let me just put in an application. They called, we did a brief Skype meeting of like, okay, you come into Curacao. I'm like, all right, great. So we got there. Uh, we did pretty well. No, we, we, we paid for it ourselves. So it's an out-of-pocket, okay. Yeah, pretty much. We went, uh, we did that. We did pretty well in the competition. We didn't win. However, there was a hackathon that was taking place and the organizers were like, hey, why don't the guys, the people who didn't make it to the, to the finals, why don't you submit your pitch decks? Mm -hmm. And the morning of the hackathon, maybe 10 minutes before closing time, I submitted the pitch deck and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. 
we get to the we get to the hotel, we get to the museum, and they're like, "You guys made it." I was like, "What?" Oh, wow. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well I was done. Like, so at this point, I'd already had like four Bacardi and Coke, and I'm like, "How am I gonna go up there and pitch this thing?" But I guess it it worked out. It worked out. I went, pitched, and we won. So yay. Yeah, it's sort of not what we went there for, but we ended up coming back with much more than we had expected anyway you know yeah and, shoot for the moon and you'll land amongst the stars I right mm-hmm. i just want to backtrack a little bit i knew we were i was you know with the part with the support and whatnot i just want to take this time to say a special thank you to senator chanela gavaya who has been extremely supportive of us and this venture that's really good to hear um, yes she's been extremely supportive of us in this venture and a lot of things we've done we would not have been able to do without her support and assistance so just want to insert that right there and so once you got back from curacao and i think there was a bit of a cash prize involved in um your participation in the hackathon is that correct yes okay and then you got back to antigua there was and- one a thousand us Oh, very good. So did that go towards your incorporation or were you already incorporated? Well, that went towards the incorporation. It went towards that. And so did the prize money from CTAP as well, the Caribbean Tech one in May. All the, all of our prize money has pretty much gone towards, you know, um, the incorporation as well as starting the beta. Mm-hmm. As it should, you know. Yeah, correct. What kind of advice would you have for another young entrepreneur, especially if it's someone who's thinking about developing a technological product? Three words. Google is free. <laughs> like, you, you just look for what you're looking for, apply for everything. The worst they can tell you is no. And some of the things that we've applied for, like just the other day, we got accepted into the finals for the Entrepreneurship World Cup. I didn't even remember that I applied for that i was probably in the middle of the night when i can't you know can't sleep or i was like oh let me just you know mess with this or whatever and we got in i didn't i honestly didn't expect to because you know we're still in an ideation phase we don't have an mvp or whatnot but apply for everything put yourself out there ask questions Reach out to people who you think can help you. People who are already in the industry, sometimes there's no need to reinvent the wheel, you know. Just ask a lot of questions and learn about what it is you want to do as much as possible. Because we're not the first person to deliver to, to develop a grocery delivery app. There's Instacart in the US, there's Amazon Fresh, there's Honest Bee in Singapore and throughout Asia. There's Google Express, there's so much of them. You just have to do your research, learn as much as you can, and ask questions when you don't know. And I'm available to ask me questions too. I don't have all the answers. However, I've been been doing this for a little while, you know, made some mistakes along the way, and probably I can help you prove. Are there any particular mistakes um, coming to mind right now that you could share? I would say one of my biggest, one of my biggest short shortcomings is overthinking. Sometimes you're thinking so negatively, like, "Wow, this is going to take a lot of money. Can I really do this? What am I going to?" As opposed to changing your complete mindset to say, "Yes, this is going to cost a lot of money, and this is what I'm going to do in order to get it done." You know, some a lot of our issues come from mindset, and you sit down on an idea for so long because of that mindset that you know. 
by the time you say, okay, let me get it done. Either somebody has already done it or you maybe have lost the passion for it or it's not the right time to do it again. So you have an idea, you think it's too much. Don't think it's too much. Think about what you can do to make it less. Right, so I wanted to ask you about the sort of the entrepreneurial community in Antigua and what's going on in that scene. So I know that there are certain groups like Silicon Dadley, who is really all about tech entrepreneurship. And you mentioned Shanella Gobaya, the senator, who has been really supportive of your initiatives. Are there other kind of resources that you have been able to access to help get your business off the ground? The, the group Silicon Dadley definitely has some gems inside there, for sure. You know, guys like, you know, Elijah James, Ashton Farron, um, as well as Maku Williams from iLab Global, Sinclair, those, those guys have been, you know, some, some great, some great resources. You know, especially Elijah. Elijah has a lot of, you know, experience in the entrepreneurial journey, especially with, you know, mo mobile applications, because he has, you know, the local and has won competitions as well. So, and I think that they actually do some stuff at the library on a Wednesday. Yeah, okay. the circle at the library on a Wednesday. I have not been able to go. I've been invited a few times, but just how my schedule runs, mm -hmm. how our schedule runs, yeah, I have not been able to participate yet. But I'm making it. I'm making it my business to to make it at least one or two before the end of the year. Awesome. And those events that they're having at the library, like. Are they workshops? Are they teaching? What exactly is going on there, if you know? Yeah, they're doing a bit of teaching uh, about, you know, entrepreneurship and, and that journey. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of like a group, uh, a, a largish kind of group session that's done there. Okay, so a little while back, you mentioned, um, you said this term MVP which means minimum viable product, right? Right. Um, I guess I'm interested in what sort of entrepreneurial philosophy you're applying. I know that's from the lean method in particular. Is that something that you subscribe to and you're applying in your business? Well, we're taking different things from different areas, but um, over the last year or so, all of the accelerators that I've been a part of, all of the workshops that I've been to, um, we've learned about the lean startup method and I have become a huge proponent of the lean startup method. I have a, before business plan was written, I had a business model canvas done up. You know, it, it makes the process so much easier after you've done that and you can actually visualize like your key partners, your key activities and stuff like that. So with the MVP, what you're doing is you're basically spending as little money as possible getting like the minimum version of what it is that you want to accomplish testing it out and pivoting as necessary because you don't want to spend let's say twenty two thousand dollars to develop an application and then people are like this is trash yeah so you'd rather for them to say okay this mvp is trash you need to do something about it then you would have the opportunity to go back to the drawing board and say okay we're going to do this instead and you present that and with that every time you iterate and you pivot you learn something new. so the the mvp allows for you to do a lot more iterations than as opposed to be spending all of this money and all of this time and then people are like nah mm -hmm. so the idea really is to 
create a very small thing, just a prototype skeleton of the finished product, and then testing it with your audience so that you can develop something that has a really high fit for the particular market that you're working in. Correct. And that's what we'll be doing from this week with the beta. So right now, if someone is kind of looking at what you're doing, like, do you have a mailing list or something that people can join to kind of keep up to date on the news about the company and knowing when the next phase of things are happening? Yes, there is. Um, you can head to our website, uh, packed.store, and uh, you can enter your email address and sign up for the mailing list. Uh, you can follow us on social media as well, and you can join the mailing list as well for when we start putting out more information about how you can get involved and when things are about to really kick off. Awesome. I'm really excited for this because I mean, I'm in Canada right now, but when I am in Antigua and you know, you want to go grocery shopping, I live in the countryside, like in the East. So it is a whole like journey and then you're shopping when everybody else is shopping. Exactly. So, that's one of the things that we did take into consideration because I personally don't drive either. Mm. We only have one car and most of the time my husband has the car. So if I want to go and get something, I got to take a, if, let's say for instance, I want to go to Epicurean. I live up east as well. Not as far east as, as you probably do, but I have to take two buses and I have to go before six o'clock. As you know, after yeah. 6.30, east bus. Exactly. Not Hard to find. <laughs> Fine, unless it's like carnival or something. Yes. So it's two fifty to go to town. Then I gotta walk to West Bus Station. Then another two fifty, and then have to go buy the groceries. I can't buy everything mm -hmm. I want to buy because I'm taking a bus. Then I gotta go back, pay another two fifty, and another two fifty again. That's already ten dollars, and I still have not gotten everything I need to get. And I'm gonna go, need to go back another day, and that's that takes up time that I could have been using to do something else. Definitely. Plus, you're carrying all the groceries and the awkwardness, trying to get them into the bus. And everybody's just looking at you like, <laughs> this is so, it's just so much. It's grocery shopping is a whole thing. I have to psych myself out to go grocery shopping. Like, sometimes I'm just like, so I can't eat like a cornflakes or something. Like, do we really need to go and buy some rice right now? Mm. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah, man, the struggle is real. Real. If you could, I guess, redesign the entrepreneurial ecosystem in Antigua to be more supportive of new and emerging businesses like your own, what are some of the main things that you would like to see available for people to be able to take advantage of? One of the main things I think we need to do is start with, you know, changing the mindset of our students in schools. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes like for myself, there's a there's still a bit of a not a negative but maybe just like a not so positive stigma around being self-employed especially in you know tech and you know digital stuff and creatives we need to stop telling our children oh that's not going to get you anywhere we need to stop telling our artists that's not going to get you anywhere we need to stop telling our designers that's not going to get you anywhere we need to foster that entrepreneurial spirit from the time they're in school. If somebody expresses that interest, they should be able to explore that interest. There's so much more out there than being uh, a doctor or 
a lawyer or working in a bank or just working any nine to five mm-hmm. at all because that life is not for that life is definitely not for me i have I have a face that just can't hide things. And I can't be in the office from eight o'clock to five o'clock with people. Like I'm going to look like, you know, that grumpy cat. Oh yeah. <laughs> all the time. And sometimes I'm not even mad. I just have that face and it causes, it's not for everybody. Everybody has their issues why they can't do it or why they don't want to do it. But it definitely needs to start from school. So that people, this is an option. This is something that is there for you to do. And then from that, we should, you know, all these accelerators that we have that have been to in, you know, in Manhattan, in Curacao, in even Barbados, mm-hmm. you know, we need to do stuff like that here. We have enough business people here. We have enough persons with experience here to put these things together and say, hey, do you want to learn about the lean startup method? Do you want to learn how to write a business plan? Do you want to learn how to do this or that? And it should be accessible mm-hmm. to everyone. It shouldn't be based on, you know, who you know or how much money you have. It should be accessible to everybody. So that's one of the things I think we need as well. We need to foster that spirit there. And another thing that I, I saw when I was in Manhattan in June is co-working spaces. Because I find myself having to sit down at like restaurants and cafes and stuff mm-hmm. like that to get work done. It's definitely it's not going to happen at home. We know this. You're working from home. Let me just go lie down for two seconds. That turns into <laughs> everything out your fridge. Uh, you're preaching. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I leave home and I have to. You know, I have a few friends who have businesses in town, but you know you're going to go there and they're going to want to talk to you and you can't mm-hmm. be because you're used to space and the internet so you have to be like yeah key, 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 key. But sometimes you just need to buckle down and sit down and get stuff done and we need a space a safe space wherein we can go sit get things done uh i know that maybe a month a month ago maybe a month month and a half ago i attended the opening for the center for the UNOPS center for innovation so i'm very excited to see how that will go and how, you know, I can get involved in something like that. And I wanted to dig a little bit into the stigma around self-employment that you mentioned earlier. And I don't know, this is one of these things that I'm really curious about because I've experienced it. I'm sure you've experienced it. A lot of people trying to go that route in their lives have experienced this, especially artists. Where do you think that's coming from within our culture? I think it's just, I think that's just it. That's just our culture. We were taught, our parents were taught to work from nine to five, get a steady job so you can retire and get a pension. It's just, I think, a societal norm at this point for persons to go out and get a job and work until they die, as opposed to building something from the ground up that they can call their own. It's just so interesting because if you look around at the people who have done really well and who you would consider like, you know, the upper classes in the society, they're not people who went out and got jobs, you know, (laughs) they're people who started their businesses and are now able to, you know, kind of sit back and enjoy the fruits of their labor throughout their life. Persons have actually looked at me and asked me, when am I getting a real job? And I'm just like, what do you mean when I'm getting a real job? I got a real job. Yeah. What I'm doing is so real. 
it's real. It's really, really real. So they don't, unless you're like a designer working with a firm or whatever, they don't think that, you know, I think there are a lot of people who think I just sit down at home in front of my computer and go on Facebook all day. And it's yeah. not a situation where I'm actually sitting down because I do my sketches on paper first sometimes. Mm-hmm. Put it down on paper and then I translate it over to my computer and then I tweak and tweak and tweak and tweak. And that's a whole ton of, you know, not just physical labor, but mental labor as well. Because sure. I have to be I have to be the accountant. I have to be the marketing manager. I have to be the boss. I have to I have to do everything. Yeah. Whereas if I was working for somebody, this one thing would be my job and that's it. I can leave. With this I can I can never leave. And I think it goes back to to the mindset question that you asked earlier because it doesn't just exist on an individual level. Yeah, because I've had to I've had to rebuff a few people. They come with a whole ton of questions. Oh, how is this gonna work? Oh, this the what is you know, and not in a way that states that they're trying to help to solve the problem, they're just pointing out problems, mm-hmm. trying to be this whole devil's advocate thing Mm -hmm. and i'm like you're not cute stop it (laughs) that's not helpful at all so for somebody who was you know struggling and grappling you know with their idea you come and just throw throwing mud at it every second but probably you know dissuade that person being supportive of each other because this is a very small island everybody knows everybody Mm -hmm. you know so be supportive of, of one another. Don't try to kill people's dreams. You know, your candle won't shine brighter when you blow out someone else's. So, okay, we talked a bit about, you know, people kind of being negative towards your ideas, but what are, I guess, what is the best piece of advice that you think you've ever received? The best piece of advice I've received had to have come from Nick Morgan, Nicholas Morgan, from Present Your Startup. Nick basically instilled in us that you don't stop. You don't stop. Like if something doesn't work, that's not a failure. A failure is if you stop. So he's always, you know, during the, the week long sessions, don't stop. You know, you're having an idea and you're having a, you know, a, you're drawing a blank. Take a break, come back, you know, okay, this is not going to work. What do you do instead? Just don't, as, as long as you don't stop, then you haven't failed yet. Even if things don't work out the way in which you want them to, as long as you don't stop, you have yet to fail. And also appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. This has been really fun. It was really nice to meet you. And generally, I'll be keeping my eye on packed grocery delivery. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely an honor to be featured. Thank you for listening to this episode of Grassroots Radio. If you enjoyed the conversation, show some love and help spread the word. You can do that by subscribing on Apple, Google, YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Already subscribed? Consider leaving a five-star review. It helps other people find the show. If you have an idea for someone you want to see featured or a topic you want us to cover, Let us know. DM us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at grassrootsANU or email us at thenewgrassroots at gmail.com. 
For more about NGR, visit us at thenewgrassroots.com. Until next time, this is Grassroots Radio.